Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where you get a guaranteed return on investment of your time as we cut your learning curve with the information you can apply to your farming operation immediately for greater yields and more profit. This episode is brought to you by ADS, Advanced Drainage Systems. Soil, sunlight, and water are the three most important resources in crop production. Let ADS help manage your water resource in a productive and sustainable manner. Advanced Drainage Systems, their reason is water. Now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey, welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast. It's me, Damian Mason, coming at you from Garrett Land and Cattle Company, Arian slash Dow City, Iowa, with our man, Kelly Garrett. We are going to, in this Cutting the Curve podcast, where we promise if you invest a few minutes of your time will save you days, weeks, hours, months, even years by shortening your learning curve. We're going to talk about utilization of byproducts, getting your hands on something that is another man's trash and making it your treasure. Uh, you know, in, in agriculture, we obviously are striving for big output. We're always looking for big yields. You're a yield uh, winning uh, farmer, right? But if you want to make profit, it's not just about the output. It's also about the input. What do we got here behind us, buddy? It looks to me like it's uh, let's see, piles of salt. No, no, no. Really white dirt. Uh, I don't know, man. What, what do we got going on here? We've got lime from the city of Des Moines. Okay. So um, I know we put lime on. we got to keep our pH levels. And then with a the proper pH level, we get adequate and, and, and maximum uh, utilization of the resources, macro, micronutrients. So we put on lime in our fields. We usually get this from a stone quarry, right? That's right. Okay. So tell me what's going on here. So the best lime in our area that we can get is from Gilmore City, and it would cost the farm $50 a ton to apply that lime. I came across this lime that comes out of the... Comes, and that $50 a ton is going to include buying the product, getting it pla- placed yes. in your field in a pile like this, and then also your inputs of time, manpower, and equipment. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so 50 bucks is true cost, true cost. True cost. So then we came across the lime here from the Des Moines Waterworks, and it has 80% the value of that $50 a ton lime. Okay. So we started hauling it. The city of Des Moines and the company that works with them, you know, it's a byproduct and they just want it trucked away, basically. So they're paying us a little bit to truck it away. We bring it here. We've got a spreader lined up. You know, it works really good to do it. You know, you know, I guess you could say this is out of season because we're it's winter wheat field. It's not a corner soybean. Yeah, generally when I see lime piles in my part of the world in Indiana, it's going to be like after the beans come off, uh, you know, uh, middle of October, let's say, and then they start seeing these lime piles. And here it is. It's July, and we're looking at this, and here the stuff's piled up out here. Exactly. So we are stocking some in some soybean fields, but we wanted to come into our winter wheat fields because it's less destruction of the crop. Right. Also, you're, you're utilizing some time uh, right now when, when you've got some maybe some manpower, I'm guessing. So this kind of helps you in that regard. It's a slow time of year if there ever is such a thing anymore. Right. Okay. So um, you're getting this stuff. So let's talk about just the money uh, if you can. So it used to be, you know, you just called the, the place there at Gibson City, whatever you called it, and then said, bring me out, you know, this made tons of it. Now you're saying, I'm going to go get this from a water treatment plant. They use this in the treatment of water and sewage. Is that right? That's right. Okay. So you approached a municipality and said, um, what if I want to take that off your hands? And then how did that go? Was it like, uh, you know what? There's all kinds of people that want to do that, uh, but we got tons and tons of it. You need to take all, or how does that work? 
So they, there is a company named Sinegro that actually has the brokerage with the city of Des Moines to handle this for them. And Sinegro spreads a lot of lime in and around the Des Moines area is my understanding. I'm new with them. But this time of year, again, out of season, not many people want it and it stockpiles up on them. So they were really happy to have someone that would come. We're hauling 100 tons a day here you know and i mean they're happy to be able to get rid of it they're happy to be able to get rid of it in a slow time of year okay so the idea is there's people come and take it in november uh more so than than in july is that what I mean? that's right in in november they probably won't let us have any because there will be a demand for there locally and they'll make more money okay so you're getting it out of their hands and taking care of it so it's a matter of time sensitivity and a matter of being able to handle that many tons um you said 0. 0.8. It's it's not it's not quite as valuable in terms of what you get in the soil. So you just put more on per acre. Yes. So, you know, when we were establishing the value and stuff, we looked at the nutritional value. We ran the rec on one of our farms, a big farm, the Gilmore City line. We needed 400 ton. This line we needed 500 ton. So this line is worth forty dollars a ton to us. Okay, it's worth forty dollars a ton versus fifty dollars a ton. You can live with that. Now, to talk about adequately getting it spread out there because I'm thinking about how precise we are with GPS and all the modern tools in agriculture. You know, it used to be just went, hey, Damien, go grab the fertilizer buggy and drive it around out there in circles till it's empty. Now we're very precise about getting the amount of resources where we want them to be. How do you do that with this? Because it's not like you have a meter to do that. We have an applicator coming. He has a specialty spreader behind the tractor. Mike Evans of Integrated Egg will write the rec. The rec will go into that tractor, into the GPS, and this will spread it very evenly, very appropriately, uh, just like we want it. Okay. One thing, hey, geez, this is uh, Kelly's kid is out here, and he's our production assistant. When you get a chance, you grab me a hunk of this, because the one thing I'm noticing, if it comes from the quarry, it's going to be, would you grab me a hunk of that, please? It's going to be dry, more granular. This stuff's holding water because it's obviously been used as water, as, as water treatment. This is not going to spread quite as easily as the dry granular stuff. What am I missing? Well, the spreader that Mike Sly from S2 application will bring will spread this product. Uh, a traditional broadcast spreader will not do a good job of this. That's why we need to work with Mike to uh, to get this done in the correct fashion. Okay, so you need to have, if you're going to do this, you the, the application, you're not just going to go ahead and throw this in a fertilizer buggy because it'll no. be just a bunch of big old clunks like your kid just brought over here. Look at the size of a basketball. Ain't going to spread, right? No. That's right. That's right. So you got to have the, equi the equipment. It is a, uh, and we can take pictures of it here later. It's parked at the farm, but it is, it's a manure spreader. It's a fancy manure spreader with the vertical beaters, GPS capability, hydraulic push on it, things like that to, uh, to get it done right. All right. So you're confident that you just bump up the rate times, you know, whatever point one point two or something to get the, to get back to even since you said it was only 80% of the value. You can do that. And if you got the right equipment, the right applicator, you're going to get the right uh, tonnage on per acre. What else do I need to know about using this stuff? That's about it. I mean, it, you know, it's good lime. It's more readily available than that other, than the other lime you're talking about out of the quarry. So it will work faster, huh. but you just have to have the right spreader to get it done. All right. Where else can we do something like this? Because, again, you know, we made the crack. One man's trash is another man's treasure. But there's other places in agriculture where, and again, we're not trying to half-ass it, right? We're, we're not half-assing it, right? No, we're not half-assing it at all. You know, the term byproduct has such a negative connotation. Right. We the think of dumping it. It's, it's something yeah. you just soon dump. But, but there's a lot of value here. Uh, 
for the lime that we hope to haul over the summer, the farm is going to save a couple hundred thousand dollars versus buying it from a traditional source. Okay, so not just this pile behind me, but on all the fields across all the uh, how many thousands of acres you're going to apply lime this summer to fall. We're hoping to haul home about 7,500 ton altogether. Okay, and that goes on just your acres? Yes. So that represents a savings of a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's right. Uh, utilization of byproducts that then can save you a nickel. And, you know, on a year like this, it's not quite as critical because there's a little more money blowing around with these high commodity prices. On a skinny year, this could be your margin. That's exactly right. I, Whether margins are wide or small, I want to make them as wide as I can. This is a great product, and we're making money. Where else can a farmer that's looking at ways like, okay, you know, I I want to be better about utilization of resources, and and I really want to maximize my my profits because, you know, God, why wouldn't you? Where else can we do something like this? Manure is a good example. My uh, brother-in-law, Corey, and his dad feed a lot of cattle. And after they started using the manure more efficiently, paying more attention, paying more attention, Corey's dad, Tom, said, my whole life I've been treating shit like shit, and I should have been treating it like gold. Yeah. There's a good example there that it, every livestock farmer has. Yeah, and, and or if you live down the road from a livestock farmer, you know, we all know that the farms that you used to farm, that the, the 10 acres that was nearest the barnyard, man, that stuff was amazing, right? The tilth was there, the the, the ground was bare. Like, what's the difference? It's because that's where they put the manure, right? Was, Every year they go in the same spot because they, so everybody's never has enough time, and they go as close to the farm as they can. They ought to be driving over the hill to the weak spot, yeah, going right. up the hill to the weak okay, spot, yeah. whatever, to do a to do a better job. There's value in that time spent. What do you think? I mean, now we finally understand that. When I was a kid, nobody talked about nutritive value. We knew the manure had some value, but we didn't talk about nutritive value. I did an interview on my own podcast not that long ago with a, a lab and they do manure samples and say, here's what you're getting in way of P in, you know, okay, everything. Uh, do you use manure? Yes, okay. we do. And you're willing to pay for it? Yeah, we uh, buy it from my wife's cousin and apply it on our farm in Harrison County. And we haven't put conventional fertilizer there for five years. You do something also with plant, uh, plant food, plant feed, something like that. That's a byproduct. Tell me about that. Plant food is a byproduct out of liquid feed industry. It's essentially a liquid soybean. And it's very highly plant available, very inexpensive. It's our main source of fertilizer. Okay. We've got manure, we've got lime, we've got plant food. Is there anything else I'm thinking about here where we can use a byproduct, pick it up for free, sometimes even get paid to take it, right? You know, the syrup out of an ethanol plant, that would... I don't know for sure what the analysis of that would be, but there'd be a fertilizer analysis to that. I really think spraying that on your corn stalks would help the corn stalks rot faster. It'd be residue management. We're going to see more of this. I think we are in an era of environmentalism. Like you said, with your relative, I used to treat manure like shit. Now I treat it like the gold that it is. It's almost like the better we get at this, the better we look at the soil as a living organism, the more we look at this stuff right here that used to just be somewhat wasted. I think we're going to see more and more of this. Your thoughts? You know, my grandparents' generation, you didn't throw anything away. And then we got to be a society of everything was disposable, we threw it away. And now I feel like in agriculture, more regenerative practices, we're returning to that kind of a mindset where we find value in things, we try to do a better job, better for the environment, better for our pocketbooks. Where do you see it going for, for everybody else? You're kind of at the cutting edge. You know, a lot of folks wouldn't just go and call and say, I can buy the trucks or I can run and do this. Where does it go for the rest of everybody? Is it going to get to where there's a market for this kind of stuff, where there's not truly like an exchange, like log on here to buy your, your, your plant food, log on here to buy your used lime from a, a municipal water treatment plant? Yeah, I believe that those opportunities exist. You know, 
more people will probably try to do the things that we're doing. And I believe that there's a business opportunity here for integrated ag to do this for other farmers when we get done with our acres. Yeah, I, I think that's actually probably very true. Um, anything that we haven't covered when we're talking about utilization of byproducts that, you know, not too long ago we didn't even think about. Is there anything else you're seeing that right now maybe the average person, because you're doing it with at least, well, with three things, plant food, lime, and manure. Is there anything else that maybe I'm not asking that's not on our radar? I think it's the mindset of the individual that's important. So often the term byproduct or the term waste, things like that, and people will turn their nose up at it. Look at the analysis of what it is. Look at the value of what it is compared to or in relation to your other options and keep an open mind to what's going on. And you might be able to find some real value in places you didn't know existed. Well, you feed cattle or you have cattle and you're going to be ramping up actually feeding the the uh, non-replacement heifers and put, turning them into meat. Um we waste 35% of the food we produce in the United States of America. Is food waste the next frontier for us where agriculture takes back its own product after its institutions, restaurants, and grocery stores are discarding it? It's happening a little bit, but it's at such small scale, there's no real infrastructure. Is that where we go? I think that could be where we go. People are going to get hungrier. Things are going to get more expensive, uh, inflation, and people will waste less just out of necessity. Well, we're still going to be wasting some. So does that mean that we get, does, does ag get the food waste back? Yeah, they could. Do you think it goes out here on these acres? Do you think it goes through a cow? I think it goes out here on these acres. I don't think they want to feed it to the cows anymore. Got it. Any last thoughts? We're talking about utilization of byproducts to improve your bottom line. I just think everybody should analyze the options they have in their area because I'm quite sure they exist, and you just need to keep an open mind and look for them. You know, and you talked about $200,000 savings. You're a larger-scale operator, but even for somebody that's farming 1,000 acres, you know, run, run the math. There's still twenty grand to be picked up or thirty grand to be picked up. This couple hundred thousand dollars is only on about a third of our acres. Yeah. So, yeah. It's on a couple thousand acres. So, uh, if you're talking about doing this, you could save fifty, hundred thousand dollars $100,000. And, again, that's more than your margin on many years in agriculture. That's right. He's Kelly Garrett. I'm Damian Mason. This is Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast, where we talked a lot about utilization of byproducts and making them a resource for you. These opportunities do exist. We're going to see more of it, is my opinion, from uh, 30,000 feet. It's certainly his opinion because he's been doing it. If you invest a few minutes here, we will shorten your learning curve. That's the promise and the pledge of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. That's a wrap for this episode of Cutting the Curve, but there's plenty more. Check out ExtremeAg.Farm, where you can find past episodes, instructional videos, and articles to help you squeeze more profit out of your farm. Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Advanced Drainage Systems, the leader in agriculture water management solutions.